This is 89.9 WWNO. I'm Janae Pierre, and it's time for All Things New Orleans. On today's show, we'll chat with saxophonist Donald Harrison Jr. ahead of two big festival weekends in the Crescent City. Then, the Data Center's Allison Plyer discusses findings from the New Orleans Prosperity Index. And later, we'll talk about Six of Saturns, a musical celebration presented by the Ace Hotel. That's all coming up on All Things New Orleans. Stay with us. Xavier University's Department of Music is currently hosting their 10th annual Campus Jazz Festival. It's a three-day event offering workshops and an evening concert series. The fest features world-renowned jazz artists, including saxophone master Donald Harrison Jr., who joins me now. Welcome to the show. Oh, thanks for having me. It's great to be here in New Orleans and getting ready to play. Yeah, thanks for taking the time out of the festival to speak with us. My pleasure. So this event exposes Xavier students and the New Orleans community to a wide range of jazz forms. Let's start right there. What are those different jazz forms? Well, you know, jazz, in my estimation and the estimation of many people, started here. And there's a style of jazz we call traditional jazz. Mm -hmm. You know, and those guys were Louis Armstrong, Buddy Bolden, and Sidney Bechet, Johnny Roe Martin. And then there was the next style was swing, and that was in Kansas City. Mostly it started in Kansas City by guys like Count Basie and Lester Young, who was from New Orleans, and a number of other guys. Then we went to bebop with Charlie Parker and Dizzy Gillespie, and then modal jazz with Miles Davis and John Coltrane, so avant-garde. John Coltrane, Soul Jazz, Art Blakey, Dr. Lonnie Smith, and uh, Idris Muhammad, who was from New Orleans, a drummer, came up with a New Orleans beat in, in a soulful way based off the music of what we call the Mardi Gras Indians mm-hmm. and put it in jazz in the, uh, in the 50s and 60s. So we've had a lot of different styles. And right now, we're doing a lot of different things with jazz, hip-hop jazz, funky jazz, and, and more soul jazz. Wow. And straight ahead. Yeah, yeah. And all of those forms will be performed at Xavier University's Jazz Festival. Let's talk a bit more about that, because I briefly mentioned that this festival offers clinics or workshops for the public. But what's the benefit for up-and-coming artists attending those sessions? Well, it's great for young musicians to interact with older musicians, which is what will be taking place because uh, it's an oral tradition and it's passed down mm-hmm. from the elders to the younger people. That's the way I, I learned it. And also, uh, it'll get the public the chance to hear uh, real jazz or live jazz. But jazz is still very popular. There are uh, thousands and hundreds, probably hundreds of thousands of young people learning jazz around the world. And festivals where you see 100,000 people coming out to hear the real jazz music. So it's still popular. That's a misnomer. Mm -hmm. It's just not mainstream. So the mainstream has to catch up with the people. Now, tonight you'll close the festival with an evening concert performing your signature style of jazz. What musical influences were merged together to create what you call Nouveau Swing? Uh, You know, I grew up listening to the radio, and we were listening to all kinds of music. But I found that jazz wasn't uh, embracing uh, R&B and soul music and funky music. So I, I heard a way to bridge the gap between what we call straight ahead of swinging jazz with music, dance music, mm-hmm. which I like to do as well, and put put all those things together and uh, came up with a style called Nouveau Swing. And I was surprised at how influential it is. A lot of young jazz musicians now have uh, picked up on that and created their own styles out of that. 
So it's, it, it, you never know what, how what you're doing is going to influence the next generation of people around you. But I just felt that it was something that I needed to do for my spirit. Speaking of what you're doing for your spirit, you know, giving this clinic and these workshops at Xavier University, let's talk about what that means to you as an artist, giving back in that capacity. I think that's one of the most important things that we can do as, as jazz artists, as uh, you know, artists in particular, is give back the knowledge that we've learned playing with uh, uh, people that I play with in particular. I've been I've been on the bandstand or recorded with over 300 what we call masters of this music people like Miles Davis, Lena Horne, Art Blakey, the Dukes Men, you know, just the whole gamut of this music. And even people like Frankie Beverly in the R&B world and Fred Wesley from the James Brown Band or Maceo Parker, all those guys. Mm-hmm. And they all they all taught me something about the music that they created. So I call it giving giving firsthand knowledge. If someone asked me, what did Miles say? I don't have to read a book because I, I learned it from him. So that knowledge is the correct knowledge. And, and I learned from people who like that. Miles Davis is an actual grandmaster. So I'm, I've been very fortunate, and, and I, I think it's important to pass down those real lessons. I like to say, sometimes the book is wrong. <laughs> How do I know? Because the people that play this music taught me, and this is not what they said. Before I let you go, I'm sure you have other gigs during this Jazz Fest weekend. Where can folks get a taste of that Nouveau Swing? Oh, yeah, we're going to be playing at Jazz Fest tomorrow, and that'll be at 2 o'clock on the Congo Square stage. And then we'll be at the Jazz and Heritage uh, Foundation on Rampart Street Saturday night, starting at about 9 o'clock. Then uh, I'll be doing some gigs next week with a jam band called Frequinox and with a guy named Dr. Lonnie Smith, a great organist. So we'll be quite busy doing jazz. This is one of my favorite type times of year. I get to see a lot of great music, get a lot of great food, <laughs> and see a lot of people that I maybe haven't seen for the whole year. So it's, it's a, one of the greatest jazz festivals on the planet, and I've played a lot of them. So we're very fortunate to have this and to, for Xavier to be doing this during this period. It's wonderful. So come out and uh, support Xavier's efforts to maintain what some of the great jazz musicians call African-American classical music. So come out and support it because it started here in New Orleans and we need to keep our great legacy alive. That was saxophonist Donald Harrison Jr. Thanks for joining me today. Thanks for having us. Great talking to you. Catch Donald Harrison Jr. tonight at Xavier University's Campus Jazz Festival. Concerts are free and open to the public. Good morning, friend. The Data Center recently released the New Orleans Prosperity Index Tricentennial Edition. The report compares the state of black New Orleanians in 1968 with circumstances of their descendants today. Joining me now is co-author of the report, the Data Center's Allison Plyer. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Before we jump into the report and its findings, what led the Data Center to dive into this particular research? Well, the Data Center has um, published um, a lot of reports 
looking at the recovery of the city and post-Katrina. And we found that the economy has been improving, um, but there's been racial disparities. Some folks are doing much better than others. And so we thought for the tricentennial, this would be a good opportunity to sort of double down on this question of racial inequity. Because if we think about 300 years, we've had 150 years of slavery and 100 years of Jim Crow. And really only in the last 50 years have there been even the opportunity for Black New Orleanians to become part of the economic mainstream. And so we published um, a large number of indicators to see how that looks. And as one of the co-authors of this report, what can you tell us about the impact of race in regards to the economic success of Black Americans in New Orleans? Well, we looked at a large number of economic indicators from income to employment rates to business ownership and receipts. And on most of them, um, there's not been much improvement um, since the civil rights era for Black New Orleanians. Adjusted for inflation, um, Black New Orleanians' household income has actually fallen. Um, and so currently about half of all black families earn less than $25,000 a year. Um, so, and that's not progress compared to the earliest data, which is from 1980. Mm -hmm. We looked at employment rates, which are the share of all working age people with employment. So, so that way we know everyone else is either unemployed or not even looking for work and employment rates, uh, nationally have fallen for men, white men and black men. In New Orleans, employment rates have fallen only for black men. All other groups, white men, white women, black women, um, Hispanics, have seen increasing employment rates, but only for black men have employment rates fallen since 1980. And then in terms of businesses, um, a growing share of business owners in New Orleans are African Americans, from 21% in 1997 to 40% in 2012, but their receipts have been stagnant at about 2% over that entire time frame. Now, I know that the report looks at inclusion in the areas that you mentioned, um, housing, employment, but what are the findings in education? Well, in education, um, you know, there is definitely increasing educational attainment. So more and more African-American folks go on to college, and that's been increasing um, since the earliest data, which is 1980. But in New Orleans, um, African-Americans are less likely to go on to college than even their peers, other African-Americans nationwide. And so we looked at um, our high schools, both public and private, and ACT data from those schools and found that African-Americans graduating in 2017 averaged about 17.6 on the ACT from across public and private schools. Um, they did only a little bit better in private schools than in public schools. And as most folks know, you need to get about 20 on the ACT to get any level of top scholarship. 18 on the ACT means you have to take remedial courses in college. So mm -hmm. our schools, whether public or private, um, have not been doing a good job of preparing our African-American residents for college. This report, like many others that you all put out, provides recommendations for furthering future progress, right? But with that being said, what has to happen to lessen the racial disparities that plague New Orleans? Well, I think, you know, the first step is really to be clear-eyed about the disparities that we have and that they are worse than even other southern cities that we aspire to be more like. Um, the employment rates, as I mentioned, for blacks in New Orleans are lower than they are for um, black folks in, in a lot of growing southern cities. Mm -hmm. So um, so we have to look at every single entity in the city and say what 
what can my entity do? You know, there's a lot of unconscious um, bias in a lot of the way um, employment happens, a lot of the way services are delivered, and every entity in our city can um, can take the lead in looking at where there might be unconscious bias in their own procedures and policies and see if they can um, increase better outcomes for African-American New Orleanians. That was the Data Center's Allison Plyer, co-author of the New Orleans Prosperity Index Tricentennial Edition. Thanks for joining me today. Thank you. You can check out the full report at dataresearch.org. For folks at the Ace Hotel, Jazz Fest means more than just guests and reservations. Ace Hotel New Orleans presents its third annual Six of Saturns, a celebration of everything you love about the Crescent City. The festival takes place at the Ace Hotel's Three Keys music venue during Jazz Fest. Joining me now to chat more about Six of Saturns is Jocelyn Nineman, music programmer at Three Keys. Welcome to the show. Thank you, Janae. Happy to be here. This time of year, everyone's talking about a festival, Jocelyn. So go ahead and tell us about Six of Saturns, which is kicking off tomorrow night. Yeah, Six of Saturns is our annual celebration of music, visions, and the collaborative spirit of New Orleans, mm-hmm. essentially. So it's a place for collaboration and intimate, unforgettable musical experiences. And you're mixing that music with the culture of New Orleans, right? Trying. Ten days with dozens of artists, so we don't have time to mention each and every one of them, but go ahead and tell us some of the big headliners. Well, as we know, Jazz Fest is sort of divided into Weekend 1 and Weekend Mm 2, with several special shows in between. So Weekend 1, we have a very special performance with Robert Glasper's Rotation Trio on Saturday the 28th, which will be his only performance in New Orleans during this Jazz Fest week with this trio. And he has Chris Dave on drums and Bernice Travis on bass and uh, DJ Jahi Sundance from Mood Medicine as a part of this show. Yeah, so, wow. That's a good Saturday night. That's a good Saturday. We're very, yeah. very excited for that one. Um, love having Rob here for sure. That sounds great. So that's the first weekend of Jazz Fest. Who do we have the following weekend? Uh, the following weekend, we have uh, Nojo Sevens Smaller Ensemble is doing a tribute to James Booker on Friday the 4th. And that's the New Orleans Jazz Orchestra, right? Yeah, it's their smaller ensemble. So it's their seven piece, which does a lot more cross-genre collaborations. Mm -hmm. So they'll be doing a tribute to James Booker with Devell Crawford. And then on second Saturday, we have Maurice Mobetta-Brown presenting his Sold You Out project, Mm -hmm. which features a six-piece band and Talib Kweli uh, on lead vocals. Okay. Yeah. So um, within the Six of Saturn's celebration, you guys have a special vinyl release party happening Sunday. Tell us more about that vinyl release party. So on Sunday the 29th, we've invited uh, DMD the band back. DMD the band is comprised of Daru Jones, Marcus Mikado, and Doug Wimbish. And of course, Doug has become sort of an adopted son of New Orleans over the years. He, yeah. Right? As He's, so many artists have, right? <laughs> for real. He's not from here, has never truly lived here, but New Orleans music community loves him like their own. Um, so this is a project of his in collaboration with the other two. And they performed at our Six of Saturn series last 
last year Mm -hmm. and we recorded their session live among uh, several other sessions. And two of their tracks live from last year made it on to our record that we released this year. Let's talk more about uh, the recording of, of that record. Why did you guys find that important to start archiving this, what I'd like to call a music series? Sometimes, you know, the best moments happen unplanned, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Uh, I know from my own experience that some of the best musical moments I've ever had, I have sometimes have wished I could replay again <laughs> at some point later, right? Yeah. And we have the technology now to capture some of those moments um, and w- with quality sound. And we've built a small, intimate room uh, to have those experiences and sort of be able to share some of those sounds with the world and sort of capture them forever. Mm-hmm. Um, those are the moments that we'd like to be able to share with everyone, uh, especially considering, you know, one of the core sort of pillars of Three Keys is collaboration. So those improv moments where two artists meet on the stage, maybe even for the first time, yeah. and magic happens. And if we can capture that and share it with the world, that's sort of the goal of uh, the record series. Looking up your face reminds me of those special times And I light a candle every time you cross my mind There's many elements you bring to my life And every now and then Now, are these freshly pressed live albums available each year, or is this just starting this year? That's the plan. This is the first one. Okay. So we'll see what happens. Uh, This is the third Six of Saturns. We started recording them last year. We recorded all of the sessions, and then six tracks from six different artists from last year made it onto the record. So this is volume one. This is Six of Saturn's Live, volume one. So with a vinyl record being available, I'd imagine that this music would also be available via the World Wide Web. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe. (laughs) Unless you're like a vinylist who thinks nobody should have it digitally. (laughs) We have something for everybody. Um, It's true the record is limited, Mm -hmm. right? There are only 500 copies of this volume, at least as of now. Um, We do have a digital option, though. So if you purchase the record, there is a digital download card inside the jacket, which will allow you to download the MP3s of the songs as well. And in partnership with Vinyl Me Please, which is where the record is available, so you can purchase it through their membership program. And then for a limited time, we have six bonus tracks that are not on the vinyl, but are from the Six of Saturn's 2017 outtakes on wetransfer.com. And if you go to wetransfer.com, there is some Six of Saturn's links available. For the next 10 days, music venues across the city will host world-renowned artists and entertainers in the town for uh, the New Orleans Jazz and Heritage Festival. But what sets Six of Saturn's apart from those other shows? Well, this year, we kind of have two concurrent themes running. And we we have a sort of three-day mini fest within the fest, if you will, Mm -hmm. on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, which is co-hosted by one of our partners, uh, local organization Sound Observatory New Orleans. And they are on the cutting edge of jazz uh, in its present tense in New Orleans and beyond. And so we specifically designed a program with Lisa Giordano and her team at Sono that presents some cutting edge visiting 
jazz artists as well as those who are here in New Orleans doing it every day. And this year's tributes or inspirations for those three days uh, are partly in tribute to Ornette Coleman, the late Ornette Coleman. Mm -hmm. So that's one of the big, you know, um, influences for a lot of these artists. So, for example, we have a trio, Harriet Tubman, which is coming for the very first time to New Orleans on Monday. And they've been pushing the boundaries of jazz for quite some time now. They're not young by any means, but they're just now new um, to a lot of ears. Mm -hmm. So we're bringing them for the first time for a free show. It's free. So I would say that is one of the main things that sets a lot of these shows apart is that more than 50% of these shows are free and open to the public. So, you know, we want to provide as much music to the public as possible and pull down any barriers to entry so that everybody can enjoy and, and meet new people and hear new sounds. That was Jocelyn Nineman of Three Keys NOLA. Thanks for joining me today. Thank you. Six of Saturn's kicks off Friday and continues for 10 days. For more information and to view the artist schedule, visit threekeysnola.com. I need more bourbon in my bourbon, please. I need more bourbon in my bourbon, please. Dirty sheets and ugly houses feel far too familiar to me these days. Tuesdays, Bible study on weekends. I used to hang on magnolia trees, stealing misbelieves, playing make-believe till I was 17. Who wants to grow up when there's a theme park around the corner? Sugar I can borrow from my neighbor. Miss Ella said the bluest flows and cups I had ever seen made the sky green with envy trying to compete with her. Most days I feel like a lazy levy, a tired streetcar, a red snowball on innocent sticky fingers. When I was young, I had them sticky fingers, taking quarter candy, cookies and pig lips, went to Fantasy Williams and sold lollipops for Jazzland tickets. Am I getting older? Or is New Orleans aging backwards? Seems like progression is a flower that only grows around white roses. Too much color for the colored. I guess I'll have to wait to put my load in. Streets been whitewashed after the Mardi Gras. Soon there'll be no sign that we happened at all. Maybe I.O. Scott and Terrence Osborne will paint how we were before the storm. Before the storm, yeah, before the storm. People still ask me why we write them Katrina poems, because I still miss my grandmother's house. You should walk with me there, up to her doorstep. You can see straight through her home, because the door have gone, and you know that Mama is not here no more. Why? She would never leave her door open because the air was on and you do something. You do something you've never done to get inside of your grandmother's house. You crawl through the window, you watch out for the mildew and cobwebs, the loose boards and nails from sitting in that dang on water too long. But they say that they are tired of hearing those Katrina poems. I went by her house the other day and I knew she wasn't home, but it felt better than going by her gravesite. Figured I had a better chance at seeing her face than where they put her body at, so I went to a half, gutted out New Orleans house, and I started knocking on the wood, and I knew if I knocked a little harder or shook heaven's gates a little longer, she would be forced to answer instead. I knocked so hard that my knuckles bled memories. My bourbon in my bourbon, please. My bourbon in my bourbon, please. That's called A Song for Nola by Yossi Harakawa featuring Teriana Tank Ball, lead singer of Tank and the Bangas. You can find that and more on Six of Saturn's Live Volume 1 and catch an exclusive interview with Tank and the Bangas next week on All Things New Orleans.
And that's it for this week's edition of All Things New Orleans. I'm Janae Pierre. Follow me on Twitter at Miss Janae Pierre. And feel free to tweet comments or questions. Would you like to suggest a guest or topic? Send an email to Janae at WWNO.org. That's J-A-N-A-E at WWNO.org. Visit our website to check out previous shows and be sure to catch us next week right here on 89.9 WWNO New Orleans and 90.5 KTLN Thibodeau-Homa. Thanks for joining us.